0: God praise in this house the Lord is worthy hallelujah glory to his holy and his righteous name the Lord is worthy of all of the praise all of the glory and all of the honor there is no God like our God he reigns supreme and he reigns alone praise the name of Jesus hallelujah hallelujah we thank the Lord for another day that he has blessed us with. And we thank God for all of you again who gathered in the sanctuary this morning. Amen. And those of you who are watching us online today, praise the Lord. Um, Let me just uh, announce quickly, please plan to join us beginning on the fourth Sunday night of this month. At 7 p.m. We'll be in a, in a virtual revival, time of refreshing, excuse me, not revival, time of refreshing uh, in the presence of the Lord, and we will be um, in these services for one full week, amen, from Sunday night through Sunday night, I believe it is. Praise the Lord. So, uh, and today our ministers will be began recording. Amen. Praise God. And each one of our ministers and elders will minister during that week. Uh, Some of you have watched our, um, had the opportunity to watch our ministerial classes on Sunday night uh, and been blessed by that. And we will continue uh, to do that and give you the opportunity to to listen in sometimes, not every time, but sometimes. And uh, it's so rich. um, And I was thinking that You know, whenever we came back together and this virus was over and we could be free, that we would plan these services. But it looks like it might be sometime the end of next year before uh, this thing kind of clears up. So we're not going to wait till the end of next year. Praise the Lord. We're getting started now. Okay, let's go into the word of the Lord. Matthew chapter 13. And let me encourage you uh, to listen attentively to this message. Young people, pay close attention. Pay close attention. Everybody should, but I want our young people to catch this. Uh, I, want, and, and it, yeah, I want you to catch this. I want those who, who, of you who are online listening to pay close attention uh, to this message, and I pray that it blesses you as much as it has blessed me. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 13 from the scripture that was read earlier. Oh, let me go back there. Verse 44 through 46. Um, And it reads, again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. Now, as I preach, I'll refer to kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God. It depends on which gospel writer wrote, it means the same thing. All right, so don't get tied up with kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God. Uh, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and saw all that he had and bought it. Amen. I want to talk about, praise God, the infinite value of discovering the kingdom of heaven. The infinite value of discovering the kingdom of heaven. All right. Father, thank you for this preaching moment. I pray for your anointing. I pray that you speak to my heart and I know it means to communicate what you communicated to me, to your people to this day. Nothing added, nothing taken away. Speak, Lord, for your servants here. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. In the African Bible commentary, um, which, which I, I use in connection with a couple of other commentaries as I studied this text, uh, the author begins with this. Uh, The large-scale mining of copper in Zambia's copper belt began in 1922. One of the largest mines, the Luancia mine, is said to have been begun when a prospector shot an antelope and then discovered the telltale signs of copper ore in the rock next to its body. Frantic efforts must have followed to remove any traditional owners of the land from the area to make f- way for the construction of the new mines. You get that? Because the prospector understood the value of the copper, of the copper deposits, and saw the prospect of great riches, he and his associates went all out to acquire the land and the mineral rights reading that prompted me to think about Ridgeway, South Carolina Ridgeway is about an hour down the road from here. Some of you know that I guess it was back in the 80s maybe uh, there was this um, discovery of gold in Ridgeway um, and I remember it may have been the 90s but it was probably in the 80s a man was, was panning for gold in a creek and found gold and, and Probably knew the history of the area because when you study it, uh, there's a history of 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 of, uh, gold deposits, and I can't think of the name of the exact name of it, in an area in upstate South Carolina that probably goes into other states. Um, So, the land and mineral rights were bought by the Ridgeway Mining Company. All right, Um, praise the name of Jesus. Which is a subdivision of Kennecott Minerals. Kennecott is a subdivision of Rio Tinto, which two companies I never heard of, but it's one of the largest mining corporations in the world. They came to Ridgeway, and they began to dig for gold. There was a strong community effort. People fought against this because they didn't want they didn't want to lose their property. They didn't want the area disturbed. But I remember. You know, I know one particular church uh, that one of my cousins is a deacon at, they moved from that area to Blythewood, South Carolina. So they moved people out. You know, when big companies want to do something, sometimes when they are tied in the government, you know, it's difficult for people to fight against them. So people had to move their homes and move churches out of the area so that they could mine for the goals right there in Ridgeway, South Carolina. This parable of the buried treasure in the field in rural first century Palestine um, is is a version and and the 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 copy deposits discovered uh, is a version of the story of the copy deposits discovered in Zambia and the gold that was discovered in Ridgeway, South Carolina. The man in this parable who found this treasure Was so overjoyed that he sells that he hides the treasure. Now I may not deal so much with that, but just to understand that when he found it, he didn't want anybody else to come behind him and find it. So he hides it. He covers it up. He hides it. Uh, And even the person who owned the land at that moment must not have known that that this treasure was there. And the treasure probably didn't belong to him. But this man found the treasure, hid it went and sold everything he had and buys the field because of the treasure that was in the field. Because of the purchase, because of that purchase, now the field belongs to him and the treasure belongs to him. There's a second parable that we read. All right, that's of great importance. It's the parable of the pearl In this parable, a merchant goes all over the then-known world searching for beautiful pearls. Now, pearls today are not as valuable as they were in first-century Palestine. For us today, it might be diamonds, okay? Uh, It might be diamonds. And he goes all over the then-known world. When he finds one pearl of great value, I mean, it must have been a really, 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 really beautiful, exquisite pearl. All right, Like the man who found the hidden treasure, this man goes and liquidates all of his assets so that he can buy that one pearl. Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like hidden treasure in a field and like the pearl of great value. Now, if you will, I'd like to share with you why these teachers of the kingdom of heaven are so important and then share what we should do. First of all, notice that Jesus is talking about the kingdom. He's not talking about the church. Pay close attention. Follow me if you will. Okay. He does not say the church is like a hidden treasure in a field. Nor does he say the church is like a pearl of great value. This is vital because people will become a part of the church and stop. They'll join the church and stop. They made it. In their minds, I've done what I need to do to go to heaven. All of their seeking ends right there some people, and they never find fulfillment in their relationship with the Lord because the church cannot give them that. The church cannot cause you to be fulfilled in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And people will run from church to church to church because they're looking for something that the church cannot give to them. They never search for the kingdom. They never open themselves up for Holy Spirit to lead them to seek the kingdom. Think about all of the struggles we have with people about interpersonal relationships. Fighting and fussing, mad about this, mad about the music, mad about who's leading the song, mad about this, upset about that, offended by this, and offended by. That. That's the church. That's the church. Imperfect people dealing with issues. But there's a difference when a person has allowed Jesus to rule in their hearts. Generally, people who allow Jesus to rule in their hearts, you don't hear much confusion coming from them. (laughs) Ooh, Lord, help us. Pay close attention. Children, I need y'all to listen because you're going to grow up. You're going to get older, and you're going to encounter some attacks of the enemy. And Satan will try to pull you out of this church and take you to another church looking for the perfect church, and you will never find... The perfect church. And it's okay if you leave and go somewhere else, but don't go looking for the perfect church. Because everywhere you go, you're going to find, with people, you're going to find faults. You're going to find issues, you know. This pastor's not going to preach the way you want him to preach. He's not going to look the way you want him to look, you know. And, uh, that's why we have to be comfortable in our own skin. I am not wearing torn jeans in the pulpit. I'm too old. That's just not my style. I'm not wearing toe-up jeans to the harlot, to the trash pile. That's just not me. I'm not doing that. I'm not trying to please you by the way I look. I want to preach a solid word to you so that you can be pushed to seek the kingdom. I want to help you grow in the Lord. And I can't help you if you don't tune in to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you remember the time when our young people were saying, Well, you know, I just can't understand, Pastor. I say, Well, you can understand this, you can understand that music, if you can understand all that other stuff, you can understand me. You got to give yourself to understanding. And you have to t- go beyond what I say in a pulpit, and you have, you have to take notes, and you got to go back and you gotta study. Ooh, and you gotta ask questions, you know. And I, you know, I don't bite people. There are young people in this congregation who come to me and ask questions. I got a text from your man, he said, Bishop, can we start walking again? Can we just walk together? I got some questions for you. You know, and that's, that's the way it ought to be in a relationship. I, I get along well with people, and I open myself up to people, but I can't force myself on you. Amen. Yeah, yeah, so that you can seek more, you can seek more. So so, so, so you got people who, who join the church and never open themselves up for the Holy Spirit to lead them to more to lead them to more. People who, who come and join the church and never dig deeper into the word of God so that they know the truth from error. You have people who join the church and they want to mix pagan practices in with church practices and never see anything wrong with it. And because we don't dig deeper, then we struggle when the world comes at us, or when Satan comes at us with so much stuff. You know, we're in this season now that that people are debating again Halloween, you know, October 31st. Why can't people just stay at home anyway? You know, why you want to expose your children to go out trick-or-treating when you know it is, a, it is a holiday that's rooted in Satanism? You know it. Just do the research. It shouldn't be any debate, but this is an issue with church and kingdom. It's an issue with church and kingdom. Church people are going to have a problem with this, and they're going to struggle. Church people will argue with God about right and wrong. Why can't I do this? What's wrong with this? You know, why can't I live with somebody I'm not married to? After all, everybody else is doing it. You know, why can't I do this? Why can't I drink liquor? Why can't I go out and party? Why can't I do this? It's a struggle between the mindset of church and kingdom. Think about what kingdom is, and I'll I'll come back to that in just a minute, okay? Well, I guess I'm coming to it now because that's the next point. Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven... Is like a treasure that's hidden in a field, which a man found and hid for joy over it. Take note of the word joy, joy over it. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to come back to that because people want joy, right? Think about the absence of joy. Think about what people go through when there's an absence of joy in their lives. Think about depression. Think about stress. Think about uh, divided spirits. Think about unhappiness. Think about you know all of the stuff to go when there's an absence of joy. But this man found the treasure, and for joy over what he found, he went and sold everything he has, buys the field. Now he has the treasure. Now he has the treasure. See, now he has the treasure. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant ship, see, a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he found one, one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought that one pearl. Went and sold all that he had and bought that one pearl. Now, now you, get in, you might get into arguing whether oh, this is just an allegory. You know, this is not true. You know, so do I believe this or not? Well, that's up to you. All right. Jesus is teaching us and Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. So he would not tell us a lie. And he uses parables to teach lessons of value. Okay. So he's using this parable to teach us a very valuable lesson. Okay. You're looking for something in your life that you only find in the kingdom. Mm Hmm. So have you ever read? Maybe not. These parables and wonder why Jesus says the kingdom of heaven and not the church. Have you ever thought about that? Why does Jesus say the kingdom of heaven but doesn't say the church? Or have you ever read these parables and thought about the intrinsic value of the kingdom of heaven and wondered if you had ever found it? I submit to you today that discovering the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is a far greater value than joining a church. Nothing wrong. I'm not speaking against joining the church. That's very important because the church is here for a purpose. I submit to you today that discovering the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven gives you a joy that is beyond the greatest expectations that you might have and fills all of the empty and void places in your life. Discovering the kingdom of heaven. Last week, as I was working on this, I heard the Spirit say, people don't want to hear about Christianity. They want to know how to get their bills paid. They want to know how to handle the stress of everyday life. They want to know how to deal with relationships uh, that are frustrating and draining. They want to know how to be successful in life, how to have money. Am I right? How to go places. Uh, They want to go and do the things they want to do. How to make sense out of the mess in their lives. And the Lord also reminded me that people want quick fixes. They never think about how they how they go to where they how they got to where they are. Whether it was a matter of their bad choices or the evil in this world, all they want when 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 they're in a bad place is a quick fix. Fix this, Lord. Fix this. They never think about how they may have neglected the Lord, how may they, they may, may never have de- um, uh, developed the right relationship with the Lord. All they want is God to show up when they are in trouble and get them out of it. Consequently, when you start talking to people uh, in those situations about a relationship with Jesus Christ, they're not really interested in hearing what you have to say. Unless you're promising them that the Lord is going to turn things around right away. All of us know that God doesn't always turn things around right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Lord reminded me of all of this. There are no quick fixes. But when you study the scriptures, someone says, study the scriptures. You see that the Lord doesn't invite you to a quick fix He invites you to a relationship with him. He never even invited people to join the church. I don't think I can find it. I might be wrong. Y'all see whether I'm wrong at. Tell me. I don't mind. He He didn't invite people to join the church. The Lord invited people into relationship with him. Could it be that he never intended for people to join the church? Could it be that his message to Nicodemus in John 3 was a message that believers should have continued to preach down through the centuries? The message being that Jesus is looking for kingdom citizens, born again people who live their lives out in faith with him and each other in the ecclesia, the called out assembly which you only become a part of when you are born again. Think about it. The kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is the rule of God in the hearts and the lives of individuals. It's the rule of God. Think about this. The church doesn't rule in your heart. Never has, never can. But the kingdom of God is the rule of God in the hearts of the individual, in your very being. It's when God rules. There's a big difference, saints. There's a big difference in God ruling and you joining the church. Because anybody can join the church. You, you can come up. Of course, we say you ought to be born again, but we don't really know until you start giving evidence of the fact that you haven't submitted to the rule of God in your heart. So when God doesn't rule in your heart, you may have questions of God, but most of the time the questions come against the church and against the pastor. Yes, sir. And the reason I say it is that I've had questions, but my questions go to God. My questions go to God. God, I don't understand this. God, help me understand this. There have been times in my life when I've said, God, why can't I do this? But it went to God. There have been times I've seen things happen in the church and it never one time, never once, made me not want to be a part of the church because I saw beyond the church to the kingdom. The kingdom. The kingdom. And I want to be a part of the church because the church is an agency of the kingdom. But my relationship doesn't stop at the church. Jesus said, unless a person is born again, he cannot see. He has no perception of the kingdom of God. And unless a person is born again, he cannot enter The kingdom of God. And then we come to this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. And it's like a pearl of great value that merchants seek for, that this merchant sought all over the then known world looking for that one pearl. I submit to you that what you're looking for, you will find in the kingdom. What you're looking for, you will find in the kingdom. The best relationships in my life have come from being in the kingdom. The most destructive relationships in my life have been being connected with people who are not a part of the kingdom. Oops, so you're dating somebody and God said don't be unequally yoked with unbeliever." Oh, but God, I love them. Now you're debating with God. You know that person is not a believer. You know that person is not saved. Don't even live like they're saved, but you got to have them. And then you married them. And now you got destruction in your life. You got trouble. You got harder. You got pain. What well, if you had stayed in the kingdom? If you allowed the Lord to rule your life and had listened to Him, you wouldn't be in the mess that you're in today. The kingdom rule, the rule of God in your heart, which says a lot of people join the church and never allow the Lord to rule. Never allow the Lord to rule. Never. I can't make you allow the Lord to rule in your heart. Mm -mm. I can't make you do that. Your parents can't make you do that. Your spouse cannot make you do that. And I don't care what you try. I don't care what you do. If God doesn't rule in your heart, in your life, if he is not on the throne and ruling and you're not submitted to him, then everything else you do is not going to be right. Hmm. So you can, you can join the church, and you can do all of the church things, but it just ain't going to work. It's not going to work. Let's unpack this a little bit more. What, are, what is it in these parables that teach us about the value, the infinite value of discovering the kingdom of heaven? Now, okay, first of all, the kingdom of heaven... Is infinitely more valuable than this is the point of the of, of, of the the gold mine and the soccer and the church in this field. It's infinitely more valuable than any copper, any gold or silver, or any other thing that you can find in this world that you might consider valuable. Anything. The point of this parable. It's like the great treasure, it's like the costly pearl so great and so costly that the ones who found it think about this the ones who found it sold everything else that they owned to purchase what they found for one a field and for other for the other a costly pearl the value is tied to what they did to get it. Hmm. They sold everything. The man went back home after he hit the treasure and sold everything he had, maybe except his wife and children. <laughs> sold everything. They bought, they liquidated their assets. Think about this now. Bring this into 2020 times. They liquidated their assets because of what they found. Houses, land, cars, 401ks, vacation homes, jewelry, everything because of the great value that they found. The treasure, the costly pearl. Mm. In order to get it, it was a demanded action. In order to get this, ax, this asset, these actions were demanded because otherwise they could not obtain the asset. Are you listening? In order for each of them to acquire the asset, they had to do something drastic, something that took great courage Lord help us today took great courage they had to completely reorder their priorities to acquire this asset but it was worth it it was worth it for what they were going to receive are you making any connection here Christianity, as humans have displayed it, is not worth selling everything to obtain it. Church membership, as people have displayed it, is not worth selling everything to obtain it. However, biblical Christianity is. Who? Discovering the kingdom of God is. God's rule in your heart. It's so valuable that it's worth selling everything you have to allow him to rule. And it's really the only way to discover the value of him ruling. Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, if anyone would be my disciples. Here we are in the church, we're saying we're the Lord's disciples, but have we sold out everything? Everything. If anyone would be my disciple, let him, the first, the first, the very first requirement of kingdom rule, let him deny himself. The Lord can't rule in your heart when you don't deny yourself. Then take up his cross and follow me. This is the beginning of biblical faith, biblical, biblical Christianity, biblical kingdom rule, and is worth it. Because with his rule comes his benefits. All right? If the kingdom of God is where Jesus rules, then all that Christ has to offer his citizens come as they are under his rule. Are you listening? in his kingdom. If you want God's peace that surpasses all understanding, it's under his rule. If you want God's joy that becomes the strength of your life, it is under his rule. If you want to find a spouse that will join you in your walk with the Lord, it is under his rule. If your life is to be free from mess, it is under his rule. If you want to win the battles of life against the enemy it is only under his rule in his kingdom the disciples left all to follow Jesus they left everything now of course they had to learn some things you know and, and after the Holy Spirit came you know Peter still had some issues with prejudice in his heart but that was because he was so rooted in his in his tradition but the Lord even dealt with that. And the Lord will deal with whatever is in our hearts once we submit to His rule. Once we submit to His rule. Paul said, But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For His sake, I've suffered the loss of all things. He talked about before that of his reputation, of what he had in Judaism, of who he was, being a Pharisee of Pharisees, you know. And and, and, and so that counted to Paul as nothing compared to winning Christ Jesus or gaining Christ Jesus. He gave it all up for the kingdom, but it was worth it. These men in the parable, in these parables... Sold everything for the joy, for the joy over discovering the treasure and the costly pearl. Now, in, in the parable of the pearl, it didn't talk about joy, but it's implied. This man has been searching. He has been searching. And when he finds this one costly pearl, it had to create joy. Think about what people are looking for in life. They're looking for joy. People they say they want to be happy, but we know happiness deals with circumstances. Really, what we want is joy. We want joy. We want discontentment that, regardless of what happens in life, there's this, there's this, there's this joy that remains and takes us through it. And that's what people are looking for. People are sad, people are depressed, people are downtrodden, they're looking for joy. This, these people sold everything for the joy. Are you listening? Stop fighting with God. There is something that he has to offer you that you're looking for and you're not going to find it anywhere else but in his kingdom. When Christ rules in your heart, your allegiance changes. For God, when Christ rules in your heart, your God changes. When Christ rules in your heart, the things you are devoted to changes. When Christ rules in your heart, your desire changes. Whoo! Nobody has to struggle with you about what you're doing when the Lord rules in your heart. Because the Lord has fought the battle and won. Mm. Oh God, does anyone know what I'm talking about? And, and, and you know, when people used to say the things I used to do, I don't, I don't do anymore. If they, if they are telling the truth, it's because they submitted to the rule of Christ in their lives. Oh Lord, they don't even want to do it anymore. There, 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 there's no joy I get on the dance floor anymore. Why well, I want to go to the nightclub and dance to, uh, to ungodly music when I can dance to Christian music? When I can dance to the glory of the Lord. You know? Why do I want to go to the nightclub and and and, and 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 drink? When I can come and take Holy Communion and drink some lemonade and Kool-Aid and Iced tea. Why? You know there, there's no there's no appeal there anymore. There's there's just no appeal there anymore. There's no appeal to sit around and listen to people gossip about other people and and, and listen to other people. There's no appeal there anymore because the Lord rules now and now his agenda has become my agenda. Glory Glory to the name of Jesus. There is no appeal to become a millionaire anymore when I can give myself in the work of the kingdom and allow the Lord to supply all of my need according into his riches and glory by Christ Jesus Woo. Woo. nothing compares to the joy of the kingdom of God that, that is the rule of God in your heart and nothing compares to it nothing compares to it nothing Woo. now in this first parable it's pointed out that finding the kingdom is not viewed as the outcome of a particular effort or particular ability. Pay attention to this one. Okay, Second one is a little bit different. The man is just walking through the field. In a field. He finds a treasure. He's not even looking for a treasure. Okay? The point here is that you don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to be. You don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to be a wealthy person. You don't have to be an expert hunter. To discover the kingdom. Listen, are you listening? You don't have to be 40 years old. You don't have to be 50 years old. You don't have to go to seminary to discover the kingdom. You can just be walking through the field. Yeah, you join the church. You heard the gospel preached, and you're in the church. You know, You're, you're, you're a part of the agency of the kingdom. And so you're participating. You're just going right along, and you discover this treasure that's greater than church membership Mm. you just you don't have to be you don't have to be looking for the kingdom of heaven in particular you just need to be in the right place at the right time this man was in the right place at the right time he could have took another path but he took this path You could have taken another path, but you took this path. What are you going to find on this path? Yeah. The only thing you need to do is be able to recognize treasure when you come upon it. The church can be the right place because it is a place where the gospel is preached. All right? However, wherever you encounter Jesus is the right place. The question is, can you... Can you recognize treasure when you encounter it? Many people are introduced to Jesus, but they don't see him as a treasure. They don't stay long enough to find out that he is a treasure. Many people join the church, but miss this treasure. They miss the kingdom. So in the church, you have to join Jesus. In the church, you have to make sure that you are born again. You have to. You have to. Your quest has to be to know Jesus Christ intimately and deeply and to submit to his rule. That's what your quest has to be. Nobody else can make that happen in your life. That's what your quest has to be. You're in the field. Do you know the treasure when you see it? Okay. There are those who stumble upon the treasure because they're in the right place at the right time and they recognize treasure when they see it. I was just, as I was preparing this, I was just thinking of people who recognized treasure when they saw it. And they they grasped the treasure. The other people in the same church under the same leadership and they didn't recognize the treasure. They're not even here anymore. Some of them not even in the church anymore because they didn't recognize the treasure. In the same field had the same opportunity but didn't recognize the treasure. Let me finish this. Ooh. <laughs> And the second parable, the second parable points out that there are those who diligently seek the kingdom. And I, and I thank the Lord that Jesus put both, both of these parables together because he's showing us that there are, that there are different ways to encounter the kingdom. There are people that, that, if we can say, stumble upon it, but then there are other people who diligently seek the kingdom. Either way is all right as long as you discover the kingdom. Okay. The opening image is that of a merchant, one who buys in one place and sells generally in another. An effective merchant will have a shrewd eye for value. His success is based on good judgment at both the supply and the retail end of the market. The merchant is busy searching among the suppliers for suitable products. Let me just not read all of this. So there are people that are searching among religions for the truth. And they keep searching, they're going to find out that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. They're going to find out that, 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 that all of these other religions that are out here are just not it. they don't get it. They miss something somewhere. But if they search, if they have the eye of a merchant and search diligently, and don't stop searching until they found the valuable pearl, they'll find that the kingdom of God is a valuable pearl. Whoo! Yes. Yes. And notice again, we cannot escape this. When this man found this valuable pearl, he liquidated all of his assets. He got rid of lying. Let's do spiritual assets. He got rid of lying, stealing, fornication, adultery, Theft, gossip, slander, murmuring, complaining, all of those things that the Bible talks about that don't fit in the kingdom of God. He liquidated all of that stuff so he could have the kingdom. Notice nobody forced him to do it. He searched until he found the valuable pearl and he recognized the value and liquidated his essence I'm not trying to preach preachers out of a job (laughs) but all that people will be like this merchant will be like this person that just walking through the field and discovered the kingdom all that we would realize this now remember what Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 33 Seek first. So seeking is a part of finding. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness. And what? What? All these things will be added. What are the things that you're looking for in life? We've preached this before, and we've talked about this before, but we haven't talked about it from the pr- perspective of the kingdom. Because when you preach that, people still think, well, if I join the church, if I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and they don't think about the definition of Lord and Savior, then these things will be added. No. When Jesus rules. Big difference. When Jesus rules, these things will be added. Now, what happens when Jesus rules? whoop, my desire changes. (laughs) What I thought I wanted, I don't want anymore. Because now Jesus rules. He's changed my perspective. He's changed my need. So, 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 uh, yeah, let me just deal with Relationship, there are a whole lot of areas I can deal with. So so if I'm in a bad relationship before I accept Jesus and I think I need this person, but this person is beating me up and this person is, is cutting out on me and this person is causing me all kind of stress, once I come into the kingdom and Jesus rules, I don't need that person anymore. The Lord has changed my perspective. I need Jesus now. I need his, now I've got his rule in my life, then, then I trust him that he's going to bring the right person into my life. By You say, Pastor, it's not not that easy. But it deals with you submitting to the rule of the Lord in your life. And the struggle comes in many people is that they don't submit. They want to have one foot in, in God and one foot in the world. And it does not work. Can't work. It can't work. It can't work. You're either in the kingdom or you're not in the kingdom. It's either way. And there's only two kingdoms. There's a kingdom of light and there's a kingdom of darkness. You're either in the kingdom of light or you're in the kingdom of darkness. If you're in the kingdom of light, Jesus rules. And it's what he says that goes. So I stop arguing now. I stop arguing. I stop fussing now. Glory to God. I st- God, I stop fighting with you and I stop struggling with you because your way is right. You rule. You rule. If I'm not I'm not in the kingdom, and I still want to be in the world. I'm going to argue with you, Jesus. I don't understand. I don't see it. I don't know why. Why does the church preach that? Why does the church take this stand on that? Because you're not in the kingdom. You're still in the world, and you want to be in the church, not all the way in the kingdom, and it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. does there's nothing like the kingdom of heaven. I need to finish this. There's no peace like the peace of God ruling in your hearts. No peace. No peace. Do you have, do you have the peace of God ruling in your heart? Who trouble can be all around you, but you go to sleep. You're not up pacing the floor all night long because you're worried about this. you worried about a job. you worried about how you're going to pay your bills. Uh, if I, if I can use this example, I called Elder Brown the other week, and, 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 and she was telling me something. I said, Elder Brown, if you need my help, let me know. She said, oh, Bishop, I know how to go through. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to know how to go through. You gotta know who rules. You gotta know who reigns. You gotta know who's on the phone. You gotta know he'll work it out. He'll fight your battles for you. Yes, he will. The victory belongs to you so you can go to sleep at night. You got a headache over this thing. You're worried about the other thing. You're worried about the other thing. No, 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 no. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and thanksgiving, make your requests known unto the Lord and the Lord. Glory to God. Are you understanding me? It is the kingdom rule. There's infinite value in discovering the kingdom rule. Infinite value. Infinite For everybody. everybody that's out there searching and everybody who hasn't made up their minds, you're going to continue to struggle. You're going to continue to go through. You're going to continue to battle. And you'll continue to be defeated by the enemy. You're going to continue to be without peace when you could have peace. You could have peace. You could, you could be stress free. You talking about really living a stress free life? Let, let, let the Lord rule. Ooh. Let the Lord rule. How could, how, could, how could Jesus be confronted with dying on the cross? And, and, and then when he, when he, when he prayed the, the, the second time and the last time, he said, Father, if, it not, if it's not possible for this cup to pass from me, not my will, but thy will be done. Ooh, how could Stephen be faced with being stoned to death? Nobody's threatening to stone you because you'll stand for the Lord and then you're all stressed out in your life. And he can can look up to heaven and say, I see Jesus. Whoo, Lord have mercy. Yeah. And he can stand there and allow them to stone him to death because of the peace that he had. In this life, people are stressful. People are stressed out. They're, They're all torn here and there and yonder and and full of all kind of confusion because they won't submit to the rule of God in their hearts. And nobody can submit to God for you but you. Mm. There's nothing, nothing like the kingdom of God, which is the rule of God in your heart in your being is manifested in your life. No peace, no joy. Nothing more fulfilling. Nothing more fulfilling. And I can tell you this from, 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 from my own personal experience. There's nothing more fulfilling than serving the Lord. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing more fulfilling. There's nothing more secure than knowing that the Lord is your battle axe in the time of battle and he's your weapon in the time of war. Nothing! Ooh, let the warfare come. But I've got a battle axe. Ooh, Ooh, Lord have mercy. There's nothing more fulfilling Than knowing nothing more secure than knowing that the angels of the Lord encamp round about those that believe. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So really, you know, and people disagree with me on this, but I don't need a gun because his angels are camped around my house. His angels encamped around my car. Whoo, Lord have mercy. Unless I want to fight fire with fire. Yep. Then if I live by the sword, i will die by the sword. You know? But if I, if I want the Lord to fight my battles. Well, I, I'm not speaking against you all. I know a lot more people are getting that, their license and, you know, getting prepared. And if you, to, if you want to race war, you better go ahead and get some guns. Because you got to be prepared for war. But, but, hallelujah. Woo. Yeah, nothing more fulfilling than knowing that you can go to sleep at night and his angels are watching over you. And all the enemy got to do is see the angel of the Lord, and the enemy is going to flee from the angel of the Lord. Let me finish this. I'm sorry, I preached so long this morning. Glory to God. Discover the kingdom. Discover the kingdom. Of God, Kingdom of Heaven. It's like a treasure hidden in a field. The one who finds it goes and sells everything that he has to buy that field. So he owns the field and the treasure. It's like the merchant who seeks a costly pearl, and once he finds it, he sells every day, everything, liquidates all of his assets and buys that one pearl this parable is not suggesting that you can buy the kingdom it's telling you about the infinite value of the kingdom of god that every person can discover or can find if they will Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void, but it accomplishes all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. So thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what your word will accomplish in our lives. Thank you, Father. As you draw people into your kingdom, help us to understand those things that we don't understand. Help us to seek your face even more that we can gain the understanding of the value of your rule in our hearts. Thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So this morning, if you have never accepted Jesus as your Savior and your Lord... today. Will you make that choice? If you're watching online, this is the first step to entering the kingdom. Is to accept the Lord. He's made the offer. He wants to live in you. He doesn't want you just to be a part of a physical building or a physical group of people. He wants a personal relationship with you where he rules, where he reigns in your life. That's what the Lord wants to every individual, including you. So if you want Jesus to come, if you want to start this walk with him, where you yield your life to him, there's a lot to learn about the kingdom, but the first thing is just giving up to Jesus. Lord, I can't do this anymore. I can't rule. I can't guide my life. I can't allow people to govern my life. I can't allow things to to govern my life any longer. I've been in this way too long. Jesus, I give up to you. So if that's you today, pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. Jesus, I've tried to rule my life I felt like this is my life. I live it like I want to live it. But I realize now that's wrong. You created me to serve you. So Lord Jesus, come into my life. Take control. I yield myself to you rule my life. I receive you today as my savior and as my Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you for hearing my prayer. Thank you for receiving my request and thank you for answering me. So according to your word. I'm saved today. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground, in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further